Hello, and welcome to the Chris Ye Podcast. This is, as always, Chris Ye, and I am joined today by my partner in crime, Eli Schwartz. Eli, go ahead and say hello. Hey, great to be here with you again doing this. So Eli and I have been asking the question, what should we do in response to this COVID-19 pandemic? And certainly, obviously, we've all done a lot of things to change our lives, try to slow down the advance of the virus. But I know that I'm of the firm belief that eventually medical science will prevail. We will get past this. And the big question is, how do we then play the rebound? How do we be realistically optimistic about what's going to happen from here? And to discuss this question, Eli and I are joined today by a very special guest, Alan Lau, who is the CEO and founder of Wattpad, an incredible Canadian company that is apparently doing extremely well. So Eli and I are going to have a great conversation with Alan, and hopefully this will give you some great insights that you can then apply to your own business. So Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. So tell us a little about, uh, tell us a little bit about Wattpad. What do people need to know about Wattpad, the business, the business model, and where it came from? Yeah, so uh, if people, or when people ask me what is Wattpad, uh, this would be my answer. Wattpad is a global multi-platform entertainment company uh, with an app that lets people discover and share stories. Uh, stories mainly uh, uh, fictional stories uh, from science fiction to romance and everything in between. Uh, we have over 80 million monthly users using the app, of which about 4 million are writers, and they share uh, more than half a million uh, new chapters on our platform every day in 50 languages uh, around the world. And uh, uh, because of that, we uh, collect uh, uh, a lot of uh, data and content and leveraging the data and content, especially uh, leveraging machine learning, uh, we are able to derive a lot of data and insights uh, from, uh, from what we collect. And, and based on that, we can pick the top IPs, uh, the content IPs, and then turn them uh, into uh, TV shows and movies and, and, and print books and other forms uh, uh, through partnerships. And uh, some, some of them we, we do it ourselves. Uh, we have a separate, separate division called Wattpad Studios uh, to focus on that. So in a nutshell, that's what we do. That's incredible. So you essentially have the list on that to know what's going to work and what isn't. Right. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from human. You know, human is a big part of it. Uh, however, uh, with this much content, uh, you know, half a million new chapters every day, uh, and uh, by the way, I did the calculation, if I print them on, on paper every uh, one or two weeks, uh, we would create one new Mount Everest. Uh, so uh, it's a lot of data. Um, so um, a lot of content. Uh, so uh, with that much content, use, utilizing technology to find uh, the gems uh, in this gigantic haystack as almost a necessity. So uh, that's why we, we uh, invested quite heavily. Uh, many years ago, started investing in machine learning and data to, to help us uh, find the gems uh, in the mountain of stories. And when I think about like this time, this pandemic, so much has been made of people turning to Netflix and other streaming services. Where are some of the places where Wattpad stories have shown up? Like if somebody hears this interview and says, I want to watch something or read something or listen to something, in addition to Wattpad, where should they look? In addition to uh, Wattpad, uh, well, uh, as we all know, we are spending more time at home. 
so uh, very clearly uh, when you're at home, uh, you, spend, you spend more time on digital media, whether it's uh, video, audio, and uh, uh, or, or reading material, uh, that's uh, pretty obvious. And I think uh, uh, everyone uh, uh, is seeing that now. Um, what's so interesting uh, is, uh, 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 is that um, uh, people are also craving for, for social. Uh, uh, that's also obvious because we miss that day-to-day uh, uh, -day interaction with other humans. We, we are by design a social creature. Uh, so um, uh, we are missing that. And what we have seen uh, on, on our platform, uh, because our Warpath is not just uh, um, uh, a place for, for people to read and write content, it's also a community. We see hundreds of millions of messages every month. And what we've seen is there's a step function growth in the uh, number of comments and messages on our platform. I would even say over index on the increase of time, time spent uh, in the platform uh, during the, the lockdown. So um, uh, I guess uh, to answer your, your, your question, in addition to Netflix or uh, audio or other forms of entertainment. I think people are sp actually spending more time online interacting with other people as we have seen, uh, at least on our platform as well. Well, that's fantastic because it sounds like, well, of course, this pandemic is a terrible thing. It's actually increased the usage of Wattpad. It's a business that has actually improved during this time. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, uh, as we all know, uh, around mid-March, uh, pretty much within a week, the uh, G20 uh, countries one by one within a few days, every single one locked down. And I, when I look at the numbers, each one followed the same pattern, starting with Italy, they were one of the first that locked down. And then uh, every single one afterwards uh, um, followed the same pattern. But what's also interesting is as we start to see uh, some of the countries, uh, I would say most of the countries uh, are starting to, to reopen and some of the countries are already fully reopened. The numbers, they don't, they don't drop that, uh, they drop a bit, but uh, it, for the most part, it, they sustain at a higher level. That's uh, a clear indication to me, uh, the new normal is not gonna be the same as the old normal, as people are spending more time, they are building new habits, uh, and these new habits are going to stick around. Um, as another example, uh, many of our employees, including myself, uh, because we cannot enjoy the, the, the nice coffee in the office anymore, uh, people are buying nicer coffee machine at home. And after the lockdown, do you think you are going to stop using that machine? Probably not. So um, this is an indication of how habits uh, are forming, has been forming in the past few weeks, and many of the new habits are going to, to, to stick around. Well, that is a great example of one of the ways that people can play the rebound, which is to take advantage of this time to get more people to sample products, develop those habits, and in your case, interestingly enough, develop like a set of social connections around those interactions. So that is a great, great example of why this is going so well. But let's turn back the clock to the history of Wattpad, because Wattpad has actually been around for well over a decade now. I believe you founded it in 2006. What was the journey that led you to starting Wattpad? Because you know, you're a Canadian guy, you mm -hmm. work for big companies like IBM and Symantec. Those things don't scream entrepreneur to me, but obviously you became a serial entrepreneur. What was it in your life that led you on the path to entrepreneurship? 
Yeah, I think uh, that part, uh, you know, I can keep talking for hours, but uh, I'll keep a long story short. Uh, I, I, did, uh, start my, I did start my career at uh, IBM, but I, I have to say that was in the 90s uh, uh, and uh, um, day one, uh, at the end of the first day of, uh, at my job, I knew Oh gosh, I, I, I don't believe I can last this long. So uh, that was uh, one mistake that I made, but uh, you know, just like any startup, uh, it's okay to make mistakes, uh, but uh, you just have to pivot and correct that quickly, right? So um, within a few months, I, I joined um, uh, a startup company uh, called Delrina. Uh, uh, at that time, uh, probably no, no, no one knows about this company anymore, but uh, we, um, when I joined, it was a startup, but uh, three years later, when it was acquired by Symantec uh, for half a billion dollars, uh, um, it grew to 700 people. So uh, I was on a rocket ship. Um, uh, I was share, uh, tiny, it was a tiny startup when I joined. I was sharing a desk with my uh, fellow engineers. Uh, uh, there were like 50 people in the company uh, or uh, around that number at that time. but. Uh, uh, grew more than 10x in, in three years. So that experience, life-changing because uh, I knew uh, was possible. I've seen it in front of my own eyes. So um, when the founders of the arena, when they started uh, uh, venture capital uh, slash uh, incubator, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't resist the temptation and join them. And that was, uh, uh, when I joined them, it was uh, March year 2000. And that's at the peak of the bubble, right? Uh, but uh, interestingly, um, uh, uh, when uh, this is one thing I learned uh, through the uh, uh, few uh, the, the few crises uh, in, in the past uh, two dec two or three decades, um, um, whenever there's a whether it's bubble, whether it's a financial crisis, it's always the best opportunity to start a new company because, uh, like. What we discussed, uh, you know, there, there, there should be uh, and there would be new, new behavior coming out of uh, these abrupt changes in the market. And that's when I started my, my first company. Um, uh, it's called Tira Wireless. Uh, so I'll skip that part. I, uh, I don't, um, I, uh, uh, but uh, uh, um, what Tira did um, was uh, mostly pivoted into mobile gaming. Uh, at that time, but I, I wasn't a gamer. So in the spare time, I tried to combine what I, uh, 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 what I did professionally and my, um, I would say passion uh, in, the, in the evening, which is reading. Uh, so uh, I built a mobile reading app on the uh, Nokia, candy bar Nokia phone. That was year 2002. Uh, so uh, when I did the prototype, clearly as, too early because I could only read two lines of text or three lines of text at, at a time. No one, no one is going to use it. Uh, and uh, even I, can, I couldn't convince myself I have to press the down arrow a, a thousand times before I finish a, a chapter. That's not uh, impossible to use. So um, I talked that idea until uh, year 2006 when uh, the most popular phone at that time was the flip phone, the, the Motorola Razor, right? Um, uh, at that time, uh, I could read uh, 10 lines of text instead of two because of the larger screen size. So I thought, okay, perhaps it's the right time to 
restart this idea. And then out in the blue, uh, now my Wattpad co-founder, Ivan, um, uh, but at that time, um, um, uh, Ivan, uh, uh, he was living in Vancouver. Uh, um, so he uh, uh, instant messaged me out in the blue, hey, Alan, I'm working on, on a new product idea. Can you give me some feedback? And when I click on that link, guess what I saw? He was also working on a reading app for, for the fifth film. But uh, he was one step ahead of me. Um, he uh, also built a website that people can freely share their, uh, their writings. So as you can see, this is like the predecessor of Wattpad. Uh, two days later, uh, I flew to Vancouver and meet with him. And uh, in a way, the rest is history. We started the company. That's fantastic. Eli, why don't you take over and ask the next question? So you founded the company in 2006. Two years later, 2008, the world uh, goes to hell in a handbasket with the recession. So mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, in a, we're in a little bit of a crisis now, recession, depression, pandemic, whatever we want to call it. So this is your second time around. Like, what are some things that you learned from the first time around? And you know, I imagine you, you mentioned you're working in tech before, so you saw the dot-com bubble crash. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you saw the recession in 2008. Now we've got 2020. What are some things you learned from the past ones? What are some things that are just similar now? What are, what are some things? What's some advice you can give people on how to deal with this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, um, we. Uh, um, we started the company towards the end of 2006 and when we uh, launched the uh, kind of going out of beta, it was uh, uh, early 2007. And by that time, the, the world uh, starting to enter the recession. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, version one product, uh, getting product market fits, uh, especially this is a, like a double-sided marketplace when you think about this, you know, uh, um, uh, as a, uh, um, supply size uh, writer, demand size as, as reader to um, kickstart that uh, flywheel um, is actually very, very difficult because of the chicken egg problem. Without any content, we don't have any readers. Without any readers, no one have, would have any incentive to, to upload the content. So um, it took a while uh, for us to uh, kickstart the, the flywheel. Uh, so um, uh, we were using some very interesting, uh, uh, perhaps uh, now obvious uh, idea, like uh, using classic books to at least drive the supply uh, side first, uh, and then uh, leverage the, the readers to attract new, uh, new new writers. But that took a long time, and we were inexperienced. You know, marketplace uh, now, of course, as um, everybody knows. Uh, uh, um, uh, and the network effect, but even network effect, this term was fairly new at that time. So um, uh, by the time uh, we uh, start to get traction, it's already in uh, into 2008. So in a way, because of the lack of traction in the first year and a half, uh, there's no worse time to, to fundraise for this company. What's worse than having the financial crisis is uh, you have a product that's proven with no traction, right? <laughs> so uh, we kind of skipped that part. Uh, uh, we kind of bootstrapped it um, for a year and for almost three years before we, we um, 
had some angel investors invested in a, in a company. And uh, uh, the lack of funding, in a way, forced us to be super, super focused, super, super resourceful. And, and also, we, we did a million things on, on the side to, to keep us going. Uh, but um, I think the, um, uh, in a way, luck is also, uh, uh, was also on, on our side. Uh, uh, in the summer of 2008, guess, guess what? Uh, a new product called the App Store uh, uh, came to the market. And then shortly after, Android uh, came to the market. So um, uh, when, the, um, uh, uh, when we built our iPhone, our first iPhone app, it was early 2009. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a blue ocean, green field. Uh, we had the first mover advantage. And uh, uh, we did uh, a million interesting things uh, to, to, to drive the adoption. For example, um, uh, because of the recession, people look for free. People look for free books. So we actually changed the products uh, from Wattpad to 100,000 free books Wattpad. Uh, so very, very search friendly. Uh, and at that time, this type of uh, hacks uh, could be super, super effective on, on the App Store. Now, now it's less effective now. You still have to do a little bit of App Store optimization, but nowhere near as effective as, as before. So we. Um, through um, those techniques, we, um, we were able to become one of the top apps, uh, at least uh, under the book categories. And that's really helped us uh, um, create the, created the, the, the initial attraction of the product. And that's one of those lessons that I think is so important for entrepreneurs out there, which is you found ways to make Wattpad useful in single player mode, right? Before you ever had the readers to attract the writers and the writers to attract the readers. You're like, listen, we're going to attract the readers in. It's a recession. They're going to want free books and we've got a way for them to read books for free. And once they're in, there's an audience for the writers. So that is a classic, very clever way to get around the cold start problem. Yeah. Obviously Wattpad has now become enormously successful. I think you mentioned that you're in how many different countries? Uh, we have, uh, we support over 50 different languages. So, practically all the uh, uh, key regions uh, uh, from, entire, uh, from the entire Europe to Latin America, Portuguese and Spanish, uh, as well as uh, the key languages in, in Asia, South Asia and Southeast Asia, we support them all. So I guess the question would be, how does it differ from country to country, region to region? Obviously, you know, those of us who are on this call right now are either American or Canadians. We're most familiar with those markets. But mm -hmm. what have you had to do differently in order to serve so many markets? Or have you been able to serve them all with essentially the same approach? Uh, to a degree, yes. Uh, but uh, as, as we learn more about that market, uh, we, we start to diverge. Uh, but one interesting hack that we did uh, very early on, uh, also in 2007 or 2000, 2008, we, uh, was that um, uh, we realized uh, uh, English may not be the first language that uh, took off on, on the platform. We, we had no idea which one, but I guess would be, may not be English because uh, uh, even though English is probably the most common language uh, on the planet, only 400 million people 
um, uh, you know, uh, using uh, English as the first language. That's 5% of the population, smaller than you may think. So uh, because of that, um, uh, the, the one hack uh, that, that we did at that time was on the website, uh, in, on the main page, uh, we, we listed uh, pretty much all the major languages, uh, the top 10, started with the top 10 and then the top 20 from Spanish to Portuguese and English and French, uh, we, we had them all. But the product actually functioned exactly the same. We just want to make sure the homepage is more welcoming. If you Google it, you find Wattpad, uh, you may want to stick around because you think we support your products, right? Uh, so um, uh, that was one of the most uh, uh, successful hacks that we have done that actually worked uh, because the first language that took off, guess what, is Vietnamese. I, I cannot speak Vietnamese. I've never been to the country. I, in fact, I don't even know a single Vietnamese friend. It just randomly took up. But uh, after it, it took up, uh, what we learned is we really have to understand what's going on in there. So we, we try to talk to the, the users, hey, why are you using this? Uh, uh, what type of content would be interesting to you? So um, we, we tweak the product. Uh, uh, very subtly depends on the language, depends on the culture, and more importantly, um, we interact with the users so that uh, we understand the community behavior. I cannot tell you how important it is. That's fascinating. So uh, was it the network effect of like people in Vietnam are using it and they just tell other people and do you just gain dominance in that country? Yep. Uh, uh, what we found uh, uh, um, is, is afterwards, after a couple of years, finally we, we, we had uh, uh, some users uh, who, um, who would be telling us is, uh, because uh, if, you're, if you're starting the company, Vietnamese, no, no offense to the, my friends in, in, in Vietnam, uh, most people would not be thinking of that first. Right, uh, English always the first one, and then perhaps uh, uh, fixed uh, French, Italian, uh, German, and, and Spanish. That would be the the second. Uh, most companies would ignore Vietnam until you get to very large scale. But uh, um, uh, for them, when they see, hey, this is a new company and they support Vietnamese, uh, all of a sudden they 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 feel the connection. And that's, uh, that extra 5% of passion, extra 5% of love, somehow kick quite a few people over the goal line. And once we have the content and it, uh, it just started a snowball. So are you seeing any trends now that differ between various countries, whether you know, they're uh, in Southeast Asia or whether it's the US or Canada or Europe? Is everyone behaving the same during this pandemic? Uh, in terms of uh, usage, um, pretty much universal. Uh, the same amount to increase in time spans across all the countries, give or take a few percentage point. Same amount of uh, social behavior uh, across all the countries. Uh, I, I, I don't see any drastic difference um, across different countries. But what I would say is uh, sometimes uh, um, um, uh, what we, uh, uh, do really well as uh, surfacing local content, uh, local content written by local people, 
relevant to, to uh, local culture. Uh, you may not be interested in uh, uh, a love story when people riding uh, the uh, jeepney in, uh, in Manila, but people in Philippines, they love that, right? Uh, so um, uh, there, there's uh, some very good examples that, that we use uh, inside the company that, that we realize. Uh, um, uh, we may think uh, for, for, for us, uh, we, uh, I'm not sure you can speak Spanish or not, but uh, I, I can. Un poquito, uh, un poquito. <laughs> Embarrassingly, I cannot, uh, but uh, um, Spanish is not a single language. You know, Colombian Spanish is very, very different than uh, Mexican Spanish, for example. But because of the size uh, of both the population and economy, you know, the, uh, in traditional publishing, uh, the Spanish, Spanish and Mexican Spanish, they dominate uh, the, 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 the market. So uh, in a way, the voice of Colombian uh, is, is being lost. Uh, I'm purely speaking from the written word perspective, but I, I, I can say the same thing perhaps for uh, music and other types of entertainment. But uh, what we have done is uh, uh, we uh, enable the Colombian writers uh, to write Colombian specific stories that's really resonating with the Colombian audience. And that type of niche community, uh, um, I don't mean to say uh, Colombian uh, stories as a niche market, but uh, in relative term, it is. And that, uh, because of that type of niche targeting and niche um, enablement for, for content creation, that allows a, a much deeper connection in, in the community. And it really feels like this sense of belonging, which is what you're really talking about. People see themselves on the page and they're part of a community discussing the same stories with fellow fans. That sense of belonging seems to be a thing that drives that incredible stickiness and gets the communities to really adopt Wattpad. And that is just really cool to see. Now, in preparation for this interview, you actually sent over a link to something that is a blog post of yours, but it actually began as an internal email. You emailed mm. the company about the past disruptions that you've seen. We talked a little bit about them. And you said, crisis and market disruption always create new opportunities, always. Mm -hmm. So what kinds of new opportunities have you seen so far, either for Wattpad or in general? And what are some ones that you're still expecting to emerge that you feel like, hey, you know, someone should go after them? Yeah, I, um, there, there are a few themes that I touched on briefly uh, early on. Uh, uh, I, I would say, I would perhaps summarize it into four uh, themes. Uh, um, there, there are more. Uh, for sure, but uh, these four are more relevant to digital media or digital uh, entertainment companies. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, of course, healthcare is uh, uh, for sure there will be a lot of new opportunities, but outside is uh, our the context of uh, what I'm about to, to, to talk about. Um, so, these four themes, um, I would say uh, people are spending more time at home. And because of the increased time spent, uh, perhaps the type of content that they entertain uh, would be quite different. As an example, um, uh, can I, uh, perhaps I'll use uh, an example outside of, uh, uh, of Wattpad. Um, uh, Spotify, they, they talk about uh, increase in usage, but how people are using Spotify changed quite drastically. Uh, 
pre and post uh, pandemic. Um, as an example, they are spending less time, a little bit less time on, on podcasts, but uh, spending much more time on uh, consuming audio content on connected devices. It, it's starting to make sense, right? Because you spend less time during commute. Commute is the best time to, uh, to listen to podcasts because you, you're stuck in the traffic, you, you have nothing else to do, but you can focus on listening. Uh, but at home, you're taking care of the kids, uh, you know, having dinner or, you know, uh, multitasking, you know, it's mostly unfocused time. So, uh, uh, and, and, and because you are at home, you, you, you might tend to use your Apple TV to listen to the audio, uh, which I'm doing much more personally as well. So because of the device that you use is different, because of the type of content that you use is going to be different. There might be a new form of entertainment that's uh, fully taken advantage of this. Maybe we haven't seen, seen this type of entertainment yet, but I'm pretty sure some of that would be catered to this type of uh, in, increase or change in, in, in user behavior. Uh, the second theme is social, I, which I also touch on. Um, uh, let's uh, uh, be, be realistic. I think the virus looks like it's going to be sticking around for a little bit longer. Uh, so uh, if we are staying home for much longer and we are not able to invite friends over, how can we maintain that uh, social, crave for social uh, while all staying at home? I, uh, I don't think Zoom is the answer. I don't think uh, uh, FaceTime or phone call is, is the answer. Perhaps they are, but I don't think they are the only answer. Uh, they're, um, as an example, um, the, the group networking, you know, 50 people, 100 people in, in, in a party, that type of environment, almost impossible to recreate on Zoom. I think that's an opening for someone to recreate that environment digitally, as an example. And the third one uh, is um, uh, the, um, decrease in marketing costs. What I mean by that is uh, because the, of the uh, recession and because this recession looks like it's gonna last for a long time uh, because of some permanent damage to the economy. You know, this is of course as just an opinion and an assumption, but if, the, if this is right, if the recession is going to last for a little bit longer, then user acquisition costs may, may be much lower than than a few months ago. And because of that, perhaps uh, there, 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 there's a new way for companies to, um, to acquire new users. And lastly, as the, um, I would say, the acceleration of this dig, uh, digitization. Uh, I think uh, um, uh, the, uh, uh, for, from an entertainment per perspective, uh, not saying we are not watching Netflix, but uh, uh, all the time. But uh, uh, even Netflix, the the numbers are uh, they are seeing step, step function growth. And I think for those who are not uh, on uh, streaming already, they are uh, um, most of them are a kick over the goal line. And for those who are already past the goal line, guess what? Uh, uh, fewer people are going to theater. Fewer people are going to live entertainment or concerts in the foreseeable future. And if that becomes the habit, 
I, I think the digitization of live entertainment or other forms of entertainment uh, would become, would, there, there may be a new form of entertainment being emerged or at least increase in, in consumption. So uh, these are all new behavior uh, that's uh, uh, very different than, uh, than pre-crisis. And if someone can capitalize on that as a multi-billion dollar opportunity. I, I think those that. are some realistic options. Sorry, Chris. No, I think those are some great insights. And I know that it's reflected in my own behavior, right? In terms of, I got kicked over the goal line and started using streaming video where I didn't before. I felt like I didn't have time, but now I want the comfort. So I'm using Amazon Prime Video. I always paid for it anyways, because I had Amazon Prime. Yeah. I just never bothered until now. And I find mm -hmm. that I use it on separate devices. So like I have separate devices for each thing. It's easier than actually going from application to application. And similarly, in terms of socialization, I do find that the meetings where there's more of a chance for an actual one-on-one -on -one or small group interaction is just so much more powerful than a Zoom with 50 people, which really doesn't work. So I think you're right on. Eli, you were saying. Yeah, I just, I love the realistic optimism. And I feel like that's what, you know, a lot of people are missing. You know, Chris and I wanted to talk to people that were optimistic. You know, optimistic could be um, you're ignoring reality and you're like, well, I, this is, this thing's going to disappear. The summer is going to start and it's gonna, we're in the summer, but summer's going to start and it's going to disappear and it's all over and we're going back to work. So that's optimistic. Pessimistic is like, you know, the world has fallen apart. We're screwed. But I, I like how you acknowledge that this is going to be with us for a long time. We're in a recession, but realities are changing in ways that we can benefit. And, you know, you have solutions to it. And, you know, I love that on the user acquisition cost. Like that's something that I, I focus on in my own consulting. And, you know, some people are, they're in a you know, state of pause. They're not acquiring customers because they don't know how to do that in the current environment. So they're just waiting till normal comes back. But like, you know, like you said, if you recognize that things are changed and user acquisition costs are going to be potentially less, you just go to that route and you, you get the, your users cheaper rather than just, you know, again, waiting or ignoring. So that's great. And, you know, acknowledging this new reality means you can deal with it. Ignoring it means you're screwed. So one last question for you, Alan, because I know it is late out there in Toronto and it's quite appropriate since you are the CEO and founder, co-founder of Wattpad. You mentioned you got into this because you love reading. What are mm -hmm. some of your favorite books and are there any that you've turned to for inspiration and insight during this time? Uh, yeah, um, there are... Um... Uh, I have to mention that uh, um, uh, we are uh, um, also getting into traditional publishing as well. So we have our own imprints uh, going to Barnes & Noble uh, or Indigo in, in Canada. Yeah, you, uh, you are able to um, uh, buy some of our books in the physical bookstores, assuming they're open. Right? Uh, so um, uh, uh, the, the two books uh, or stories that I read on, on Wattpad recently, one is uh, called QB Bad Boy. Uh, it's a book that we publish. Uh, it's a teen romance, uh, kind of embarrassing that uh, I'm not a teen and I'm not, uh, uh, I, I don't I, I identify myself as, as female. But uh, you know, um, I have to eat my own dog food. So I carry the paper book when I was on vacation in Florida um, uh, 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 during the holiday um, uh, a few months ago. Uh, that's that's how I spend my time on on the beaches, uh, and uh, it's 
actually find this extremely entertaining, uh, even though it may not be my genre, but uh, I really, really enjoy that book. Uh, so um, uh, the other one that I want to um, talk about, well, maybe I, I, there are two more that, that sure. I want to talk about. Uh, uh, the, the other one that I'm currently reading is called She's With Me. Um, it's uh, uh, it's uh, uh, one of the most popular story on Marpad. Uh, it's uh, part of the Page Stories program. Uh, some of our content, uh, if they are uh, getting really popular, we may consider with uh, uh, with uh, in partnership with writers, uh, we may want to put it behind behind the paywall, and people can pay chapter by chapter uh, using virtual currency, uh, very inexpensively. Uh, they can consume the content, but. Uh, that aside, you know, um, uh, uh, we are also publishing this, and uh, Sony Pictures uh, optioned this. Uh, we might see this on uh, on, on big screen uh, as a TV show pretty soon. So um, um, I'm reading that as we speak right now. I really enjoy this book as well. I can understand why people are in love with that. And uh, finally, what I want to talk about is. Um, uh, it's another book that on my to-read to list, uh, uh, I haven't started yet. Um, it's, uh, 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 it's called What Happened That Night. Uh, it's, um, um, it's a story that uh, um, not only we, we publish, but we also uh, uh, um, set up a, a separate uh, uh, fund called Development Fund that we want to fund uh, um, you, uh, some screenwriters to, to adapt uh, some of our amazing content into a screenplay so that we can accelerate the, the process to, for adaptation for the TV or, or movies. So um, that's my next. Uh, I heard great review on that one. I'm dying to read that one. And uh, if you have time, it's still available on Wattpad. Uh, uh, it's available on Wattpad, so, so check it out. What's the name of that book again? I'll put a link to it in the show notes. What happened that night? What happened that night? Fantastic. Yeah. Well, for those of you who are listening, tune into the show notes and you can follow that link and read it on Wattpad. Yep. Awesome. Eli and Alan, this has been fantastic. Are there any final thoughts, anything we failed to ask you that we should have asked you? Um, I, I, I would say, um, Perhaps uh, uh, you, you mentioned Toronto or Canada a few times. Uh, um, uh, perhaps ask me something about Toronto. So what is your favorite thing about Toronto that you miss right now because you're not able to go outside? Uh, yeah, I, I think the, um, uh, not dissimilar to what, what I mentioned about uh, uh, Toronto is uh, becoming uh, an amazing uh, tech ecosystem. Uh, there are so many companies uh, at scale right now. Um, uh, that's, uh, you know, I love to hang out with the founders and the CEOs and, and other leaders in the company, uh, in other companies, uh, but uh, I can't go out. <laughs> so uh, uh, this this is the part that I'm missing. I, 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 wish, I wish we can, have the chance uh, to share experience amongst our peer groups uh, more during this time, uh, especially you know there. Uh, uh, as we discussed, yeah, there 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 are a lot of new behaviors. We have to act differently uh, as a leader in the company. Uh, we have to be um, 
uh, singing, zagging, be very uh, agile, uh, and uh, 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 having the peer conversation would be super helpful. Um, but uh, that's, uh, uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, but hopefully, you know, someone is going to create a product that enable this type of conversation much more easily, hopefully. Uh, and uh, we, uh, uh, lockdown or not, uh, we, we don't have to worry about that. Well, so I'm fond of saying. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Chris and I met at a, a Lazaritas event and they, they promote Canadian tech companies. So uh, you and I talked before we started the recording about you, know, you being in Toronto and coming out to the Valley to meet with your investors. Give us one thing that Toronto has over Silicon Valley from a tech perspective. Yeah, I think um, uh, um, one thing that I do want to highlight, uh, uh, if you look at the population in Toronto, over uh, 51% uh, or just just over 50%, I don't know the exact number now, uh, but uh, I think it's still over 50%. 50% uh, of the population is born outside of Canada. So um, if you want to build a global business uh, that uh, have people who uh, uh, have been very, very immersed, not just in the language, but also culturally immersed in uh, other countries, uh, Toronto is one of the best places in the world to, to do that because you can hire people like it's in the neighborhood, it's uh, in the general population, you know, uh, in our company, uh, we have 40% uh, of our employees are people of color. Um, many of them uh, have uh, lived or born outside of Canada, uh, speak multiple languages, uh, as many as four in, in one cases. You know, uh, all the, um, the major languages that we support in the product, we uh, have at least one or two employees uh, in the company who can speak that language. So we, if we need to understand what's going on, you know, we can just ask uh, uh, without uh, uh, that much problem. So um, there are many things that I can highlight. You know, uh, Waterloo, one of the most amazing schools in, in the world. Many Valley companies, the number one school to recruit from is Waterloo. Uh, so uh, there are many things that I, I can highlight, but in terms of international, I think this is one thing very unique about Toronto. Uh, until you, uh, you, you've been here or live here, uh, it's, the numbers, they don't tell the whole story. And I have visited Toronto a number of times. It is a fantastic city. I look forward to visiting again. I just want to thank you so much for being willing to come on and share this kind of realistic optimism. When I speak with you, I think about the fact that I believe human ingenuity is unlimited. And some of the opportunities you've outlined, some of the things you've said that people need to do, I hope that the folks who are listening to this, some of them think to themselves, you know what, I'd like to solve that problem. So on behalf of Alan Lau of Wattpad, Eli Schwartz, this is Chris Ye, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.